Welcome to the Innovation Roundtable Insights Podcast. This episode was recorded in Copenhagen during the 2017 Innovation Roundtable Summit, where our colleague Mark sat down with Vanessa Butani, Director of Strategy and Ecosystems at Electrolux. During the conversation, Vanessa shares her insights on customer centricity and collaborative product development. Furthermore, she talks about how to approach new digital business models and how to integrate them within the digital sphere. Vanessa, would you just briefly introduce yourself and tell me what you do at Electrolux? Sure. So I've been working at Electrolux for about uh, seven years now. The past few years focusing very much on our work with connected appliances. So trying to connect all of our appliances, create a better relationship with our consumers, and of course create better experiences for our consumers. So I'm part of our new global connectivity and technology team that we launched about a year ago. And I work with strategy, business development, and partnership uh, engagement. Yes. And this team, um, or this department, which was launched a year ago, yeah. do you work in the core organization, or, or are you more like an incubation unit where you... Uh, we, where I would say there's a little bit of both. We are definitely within the core organization because we have, you could say, sort of external customers that we need to be working with our regions all the time on the projects that they're trying to realize and together helping them to bring the best experiences possible. So everything I do is always working together with one of our regions to develop something because we also find that's the, way, the best way to get something to actually come to life and take off is uh, when it has a home in the region. Otherwise it's a simple almost desktop project and then it doesn't really turn into anything. Uh, at the same time, since we're also out very much talking to partners, um, we're learning a lot and we need to put everything together ourselves and, and, and present that again to the regions all the time. So there, there's a very much tight partnership, so we wouldn't be, uh, I would say we're not really off by ourselves. Yeah. And uh, you're speaking about connected appliances. Could you just um, give a brief explanation about which different Electrolux appliances you are you're integrating um, and, and making use of IoT? Well, actually, at this point, we have uh, connected appliances across all our types of appliances in different parts of the world. So uh, we just launched this fall a uh, robot vacuum cleaner that's connected, so that uh, runs around your house while you're not there, and then you can see what it's up to and schedule it and things like that. Uh, we have a uh, connected washing machine also in Europe that we've launched this fall as well that um, allows you or gives you help in deciding which cycle you should run for your clothes. Uh, to get the best cycle, to, to use the machine in the best way as well and take away that sort of fear moment, that moment of truth when people press the button and start the machine and, and, and unfortunately don't really trust the machines that they have. In North America we have air conditioners that are also connected that you can talk to uh, with Amazon uh, Alexa and with uh, Google Assistant. Um, a, a whole host of other appliances as well that we're, we're launching or have launched. Yeah, and you mentioned initially that you're working in a more customer-centric manner. Could you Explain what exactly you're doing to engage with customers, and are you co-creating solutions with customers? Um, we One good example of that, I would say, is this robot vacuum cleaner that we just launched, which um, I mentioned yesterday in my presentation that uh, I feel pretty proud of that product myself because I had a small part in its development. Because what we did with that was we started actually about a year ago with running a pilot program, or the team ran a pilot program and gave a bunch of employees, so I think we were at least 100 employees internally then, who got to take the product home and have it in our home for this past year. And then they used us as sort of soft, friendly uh, consumers 
to test all the new things that they were doing. So when they were rolling out new technology, new navigation methods for the product, um, they would do that with us, see how it works, testing everything from the ability to send the, uh, the software update over the air to how the actual functionality worked and, and changed the, the robot based on feedback that they got from us, both from asking us directly, from seeing through the connectivity of the product, how it was being used, and then of course lots of unsolicited feedback that they got too. So now when this product was finally launched on the market, it's gone through lots of testing with real consumers um, before actually coming out, which uh, has made that product really different from the product that I received a year ago. Uh, and it was it's really exciting actually to see that. And now we're still, as pilot customers, um, we're still involved in that pilot program. So whenever there's an update that's going to be coming out, they give it to us first, see how it works, fix all the bugs, and then they can roll it out to the wider uh, audience of sort of real consumers to see. So we're, we're trying to implement that way of working much more in our product development, which we haven't perhaps before. Um, and really focusing now on what we call the ownership phase of the, um, of the consumer journey, where they're from the purchase phase, which we typically focused on the manufacturing and the purchase, and then we kind of said goodbye to the product, didn't want to see it or didn't want to see the consumer again until it was time to buy a new one. Now we really want to try and engage with the consumer, both because we think we can give them a much better experience, but also because we think that can help us to make their products much better understanding how the consumers are using them. So we've always been a company that has looked to get close to the consumer uh, with consumer visits, with uh, surveys, all kinds of things. But now with the connected products, we can do that much, much better and, and get more real answers. Yep. And as a digital unit within Electrolux, is that this, um, this way of working more customer centric? Is that something that goes across departments or is it something which you mainly see within, for example, a unit that deals with connectivity? Our customer centricity has always been really core to the way we develop products at Electrolux. So that is across the group, whoever you talk to, we really talk about what is the consumer experience we're trying to create, what problems can we solve for the consumer. So be that the most basic product that we have to the most advanced product. Um, but now with our with our connected products, um, I'm finding that it's there's specific groups obviously within within the company within the regions as well that are focused on developing those. And they are even more in touch with the, with the thoughts and ideas and principles that, that we also have in our group. Yesterday at your presentation, you mentioned something about building a, a holistic experience throughout the company with the digital transformation going on. How exactly is that integrated? Is that a leadership imperative? Is it a cultural imperative? It's maybe a mix of the different things? Um, I think what started as kind of a sort of garage initiative, you could say, with saying we need to start creating connected appliances, we need to build more of a relationship with consumers, and look how much opportunity there is for us if we do that, um, to the establishment of our group last year, which really kind of um, validated everything that we were saying, and, and we kind of got the ear of our top management that said, yeah, we do understand, we really need to do this. So I think that... Um, that kind of helps to bring everything together. And then there's, of course, different groups within the organization and, and changes that are being made. A lot of focus, as I said, on this ownership journey. Um, and we've set up what we've called ownership solutions teams in our various regions as well. So those are the ones that we interact with the most um, to really to really try and create this experience. Yeah. And now you've mentioned this, uh, this experience about the ownership, uh, ownership journey. How is there um, ways in which you get the end users who might perceive Electrolux as an old 
fashion company who you know manufactures washing machines to actually engage with the brand in itself? It starts actually from, I mean, there's a whole purchase phase, right, where we, we know that everyone's online and looking for things, and there's different ways with digital tools that we can start interacting with people, right? But once they bring the product home, if they register that product, that's when we can really start to uh, interact with them, right? And we're finding different ways to, if you will, motivate people to register their products, be it from understanding all the benefits that come from having a registered product to really just motivating them by, you're going to get a free cookbook or you'll get a, a one year's worth of extended warranty. And we're testing different ways to see what is it that makes most sense and gets most, most consumers to register. Ultimately, of course, we want them to register because we, see, we want them to see that there is a benefit in doing that. And then once we have that relationship, then we can start helping them to get the most out of their product. So for example, with washing machines, we know that consumers only end up using one or two of the cycles that they have, even if they buy the most fantastic washing machine we have, and it's got all this stuff, but there's an uncertainty about why should I use that? What should I what should I use? And okay, I, I know I trust this Cotton's 40 program or something, so I'll do that. Um, I'm sure you can recognize that in your own behavior. I certainly have done that myself as well. Um, but now we can just start giving little tips, you know, like, did you know that you had this program? If you have, you know, jeans or something like that, or if you have a duvet, don't use the Cotton's program, use the duvet program. Or like I said, with the app that we now have, the consumer can go in and say, I have this type of material, I have a red wine stain on it, what do I do? Um, and before where they would have to Google or call their mom or, you know, try and understand the label and the clothing, now we just make it so much easier for them. So there's all those kinds of things that we can help the consumers we think really get the most out of the machines and also take care of their products better. So a lot of us didn't even know that there's a filter inside the refrigerator. I don't know if you knew that, <laughs> right? But changing that keeps the air fresh inside the, 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 inside the refrigerator and, and helps to keep your food that much better. And just a kind of education, just telling people, hey, there's a, or there's a filter in the refrigerator. You know, you can change it in here. Here's where we suggest you would get that from. Of course, it's a win-win for both of us, but we think that the, the, the first perspective there is that it's better for the consumer to know those things. Uh, to avoid service by being able to change the filters on there, or sorry, to empty the filters on the washing machines or things like that. So you don't have to call someone, be frustrated, save time, or be at home and wait for a service engineer to come, and then you see, well, that was something I could really fix myself if I'd known. Yeah. And besides these um, service uh, subsidization initiatives that you're building, we speak a lot about new business models for, for digital transformation. Yeah. Are there other business models that you're trying to integrate within this digital sphere? Absolutely. We're, we're talking about lots of different things. I would say um, the, the one that pops to mind first is uh, looking at replenishment services. So with uh, dishwasher detergent or with uh, washing machine detergent, that you could just get that delivered automatically so you never have to think about it. So you never end up standing in front of a machine unable to do the load that you wanted to do because you didn't have the, the detergent. And sure, it doesn't happen every single day, but when it does, it's really annoying. And then there's all kinds of other things we see we could do with, with other types of partners in terms of food replenishment as well. Knowing what you have inside the refrigerator and having that automatically replenished would be great too. So there's lots of things we can do. We're talking, you know, sort of high and low about all kinds of stuff. And uh, it comes down to figuring out, again, what's the most interesting to the consumer and what can we roll out um, in a good way yeah and uh, now we've spoken quite a bit about consumers yeah collaborating with consumers how about um, other companies or generally integrating within uh, a larger ecosystem so collaborating with startups universities 
the other established firms. Is that something you, you do do as well? Absolutely. So we have an open innovation team um, and they help us. Once we, we, we talk through with them and of course with our product line teams about what is this consumer experience we're trying to create, right? So we look through, for example, when you're making dinner. What are the different steps that you take? Where are the pain points? What are the kinds of things that we would like to try and solve or improve for the consumer? And then together then with the open innovation team, and of course with R&D and stuff, we say, okay, we need to try and find a solution for this and for this and for that, right? And then we're all looking for those kinds of things. So I may be talking to different partners about what we can do. Our open innovation team can send questions to their network, and we see what comes back and makes most sense. Um, another big partnership that we are involved in as well is the Open Connectivity Foundation. Um, and that is a group of about, or more than 300 companies trying to work together on common standards for the home so that uh, our products would be able to speak literally with other products from a different company, from a different brand, maybe even our competitors, but we'd all be talking the same language. And again, we think that is something that's going to be good for the consumer because they'll be able to get much more out of their connected products and come back to the fact of not having you know, one app for each of the products that you have in your home. And uh, one of the things we hear here quite a bit at the summit is this notion of fail fast, yeah. take learnings, and uh, it's often all interrelated with a very customer-centric approach. Yeah. Is that something which you, um, do you use Agile methodologies at Electrolux as well? Yeah, I think we are integrating those more and more. So one example that I told you was the robot vacuum cleaner. Maybe not the perfect example, but that I see really was us taking consumer input to, to develop the product. and. I know I've talked to the team, the product development team there, and they said, you know, we were thinking we are going to go this way, but based on all the feedback we got, we went this way instead with the product. So that was really neat. And having that kind of an example to show, wow, this was really successful, helps to encourage other teams to do the same. Um, I'm involved now in a couple of other projects that we're working on where we've also presented ideas to management about, okay, we want to do this, we have this idea, we want to just go out and test a little bit with consumers. So just give us a little bit of money to do that. And we're getting really positive response on those things too. Like, wow, I see Agile here, this is great, let's do this. So um, it's not sort of standard across the company because um, we I mean, come from such a long history of developing products in a certain way. But I think the more we test and see that things work, we can kind of merge the two ways of, of product development as well that I think um, can make it stronger for us too. Yeah. And now you mentioned uh, this aspect of collaborating with the Open Innovation Department yeah. at Electrolux. And I guess you also work very closely with the R&D department at Electrolux. Is there generally a, a good cooperation, cross-functional collaboration between departments uh, within the work you do within the connected uh, department. I mean, our team is reliant on working with many other departments, right? So everything from the, the teams that are more consumer-facing uh, and marketing and stuff like that to understand what is it they're trying to do because they are the ones closest to the consumers really understanding the needs to see what can we actually do with R&D, right? So I think we have a healthy working relationship there. Everything's not perfectly smooth, but it, it can't be either. And I think we have good discussions about things. Um, and I mean, we're making progress, but it's, it's a journey always, right? And now you've been participating in the summit yep. today and yesterday. Yep. Is there any key learnings you've derived from uh, the last two days which you'd like to share with the, the viewers? Yeah, I really enjoyed um, the, the first speaker who talked about the, from Adobe who talked about this uh, kickbox kit that he had. I thought that was really cool. Uh, just to find a way to really make it sort of like an almost physical way of showing this is how we want to work now. 
So I found that really inspiring, actually, the way he um, the way he could get everybody going in the organization. It sounds like there is a lot of enthusiasm around that. Um, and just the benefits that it had all over in terms of recruiting and all kinds of things as well, more than perhaps what they had thought about when they first started it. So I really enjoyed that one. Um, and then the one about uh, culture with uh, Volvo I thought was really, really good and just how it's, you can't just change culture from one day to the next and you have to really live that from the leadership, but also everybody. And, and you need to try and get that engagement and how do you do that? Um, I thought he had some really good tips, so I actually want to follow up with him a little bit to talk to him some more about that. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you very much, Vanessa. It was a very nice talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. The video version of this podcast can be accessed via innovationroundtable.online. The Innovation Roundtable online network is your portal to a wide variety of exclusive content, including video presentations, interviews, insights reports, and articles. Not only that, innovationroundtable.online is also a place where you can connect with other corporate innovators, share experiences, request collaborations, and gain inspiration from your peers. Our network is exclusively for innovation practitioners and large firms, so visit innovationroundtable.online to discover more and request your seven-day free trial account.